TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. Liz. Look at this. Go on, same. Most people do. on the outside. Hey, what's up? And welcome back to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. My name, of course, is Dave, and I will be the Time Lord with you this evening. With and me, I am, as always. I am Andy. <laughs> yeah, Andy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the companion, if you haven't guessed that thus far. Before we get into things... Do you have any announcements? Uh, should I put my theory here or at the end? You can put your theory here or wherever. Okay, well, I would like to say that my... I had, I, I've been talking I had a theory, uh, uh, and that was due to a small bit I saw in a trailer. Today's episode has proven that wrong. I, I, I'm fairly certain. <laughs> okay, well, my, what was your theory? My theory was that uh, Maisie Williams was going to be Jenny. Jenny. You know, the doctor's daughter? You know, I, I was reading online some just some comments about the episode before anybody saw it. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying they were hoping that she was going to be Jenny as there, well. There, there's, a, there's a small clip that was in the trailer uh, that... Uh, in the season trailer that I believe is not actually in the episode but uh <laughs> well it says to be continued it could yeah, be in the next two, episode it's a two-parter so it's probably in the next one but that clip i didn't see any of the rest of the trailer but just that quick clip for some reason made me immediately think that she could be jenny but does most she look likely, like her <laughs> most likely the whatever happens in this episode is is Explains that uh, explains that why that's not true. <laughs> Most likely not, but I mean, although when, when at the very beginning too. of the episode, the doctor, you know, he sees her and and it, it almost looks like he recognizes her, and that's that. I was like, oh, oh I'm gonna be right. <laughs> he has a premonition, <laughs> but then I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he has he has a premonition as he explains in that uh, in that moment. Um... But, yeah, I don't have any uh, announcements. Uh, I mean, I do have some theories which could still pan out to be accurate. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, but So this episode, we didn't say the title last time because it could be spoilery. And that's because the title of this episode was The Girl Who Died. Now, the reason why this could be spoiler and not spoilery at the same time is because, first of all, any time the show had a title that started with The Girl Who, you know, yada, 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 we're talking about Clara. Well, no, The Girl Who Waited. Ah, The Girl Who Waited. It's usually talking about... (laughs) Yeah, the, the... it's always talking about the his companion. companion. Okay, the reason why we... Yeah, I mean, it could be talking about Clara. You know, maybe Clara's gonna die, or... Uh, even even just knowing the episode name, you know somebody's gonna die. And Or... So are even they talking about somebody who already died in the past? Right, which could have been Jenny. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it could be a number of things, and it's it's all around kind of a spoilery title, so. Right, but the reason why it could also not be spoilery is because it might not actually happen, the girl might not actually die, and it's not telling you who's going to die, it's unspecific, uh, right. but specific at the same time, like I said last episode. Right. Anyways, the episode starts off, and we're in the middle of watching Gravity, as Clara is in the middle of space, just floating around. Um, you know, and while the doctor's in the middle of the TARDIS, which is like exploding um, around him, but he's trying to figure out where she is. So he kind of asks her some basic questions of uh, where, what stars do you see? Anything in particular that looks interesting to you? And yeah, she says some different colored stars. Some are uh, twinkling and. Uh, all the while, some spider-like thing is crawling up her back, and she's about to die, basically. But the doctor figures out where she is based off of the stars that she sees, even though she's in the middle of space and those stars could be anywhere. Uh, <laughs> now, why why wasn't he there with her? I don't think it matters. <laughs> it was some adventure that we didn't see. Right. Um, and I don't think it matters. All I think this scene was to set up a reason for Claire to be wearing a spacesuit. Yeah. For the rest of the the episode. But uh, he he actually saves her, and then he stomps on the spider-like thing. Um, and if you notice this episode, the Doctor is wearing his you know pajamas while right. the suit thing is again. Mm -hmm. But they land on uh, what I'm I'm guessing is just Earth. Yeah, it's just a, an old uh, Viking place. Yep, yep. Because when they come out and into the out of the TARDIS, they're uh, kind of attacked by some Vikings on their way to uh, train some dragons. You know what I mean? But he's like, uh, he tries to seem cool to these Vikings, I guess, because he pulls out his uh, sunglasses. No, he's just, that, he's, tr he's trying to show them that he is all-powerful or something. Like, he's all-powerful. He tries to do that a couple times in the episode by pulling out some technology that is beyond their, you know, understanding. Make him look like, make, make him look like a magician again. Right. But they they uh, they take his sunglasses off his face and just break them in, in their bare hands, which tells me they aren't that powerful. But does so, that mean that the sunglasses are done now, or what? <laughs> a lot of fans will hope so, I'm sure. Uh, haven't we seen the sonic screwdriver before and it has been like destroyed but yeah but usually when it gets destroyed he gets a new one doesn't it usually but doesn't mean he's gonna get some new sunglasses I mean that's all it could really well, mean maybe, maybe, maybe he'll get a new screwdriver maybe he'll get a new screwdriver but the funny thing maybe... th funny thing about that is if he gets a new screwdriver they're they're releasing a new um I think it's a doctor who Christmas special set in December, mm -hmm. um, and it comes with a remote control twelfth uh, Doctor screwdriver, which I have the eleventh, but I guess the twelfth one opens it's up. It's gonna like be, the, is it which I mean, it, to... yeah, it'll be outdated if if he gets a new one, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it already it be, is outdated. Or will it be sunglasses? It. <laughs> Technically speaking, no, no, no. It's, it was because it's just uh, Matt Smith screw, uh, screwdriver. It's just like that one, um, only I, like the one I have, I got the one that was uh, the 11th Doctor Screwdriver Remote Control, 
and the little metal things at the top they don't open up like they do in the show but yeah. I guess the new the new one has them so they do open up that's the only difference I see. Um, yeah, but after this uh, scene, we're we're going right into the intro credits where we learn who wrote it, which is Jamie Matheson, or Matheson, and Stephen Moffat. Um, so these two wrote the episodes. Now, when I first saw that, I thought maybe one wrote one episode, maybe the other wrote the second part because it's another two-parter. But after watching it, I'm pretty sure the only in, uh, input that Stephen Moffat had was in the last, like, ten minutes. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Because um, um, that's it says, when it suddenly it says, feels different. It says Jamie Matheson wrote Mummy on the Orient Express and Flatline. Flatline, Flatline. Which one was that? That was the one... Oh, oh, the, were the Flatlander creatures, like the people that came out of the walls and stuff? Oh, yeah. So... Both relatively newer episodes. Yeah, they were both last season. Yeah, so maybe it's a newer writer and he has only written those ones. He or she, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's all. That's all that was listed on the TARDIS wiki. All right. Well, so far so good. I guess he's still doing his thing. Um, but okay, so the Vikings bring Clara and the Doctor into their little village. Uh, where a bunch of, you know, the village people come to... Not those <laughs> village people. <laughs> bunch of village people uh, come to, you know, greet them because I guess they're kind of like these warriors that everybody looks up to. They're, they can fight wars for them. Anyways. As, as among, Vikings do. Among uh, them is this girl played by Maisie uh, Williams, who most of you probably recognize her from the Game of Thrones series. As and this is Arya this is Stark. one thing that that I was uh, spoiled on. Yes, I, I knew she was going to be somewhere in the season before it started. Yeah, that because um, you know I saw the the little bit of the trailer, and and they also discussed. Uh, her character a little bit in the uh, interview with uh, Will Wheaton. Yeah, I didn't know if... Uh, I mean, even if you knew she was showing up, I didn't know if you knew anything about her anyways, because she's... No, I didn't really know much about her character. Pretty much, I just saw that clip in the trailer. Yeah, she's pretty much only been known for Game of Thrones, um, so my there, main worry uh, The only reason her... I know who she is is because uh, she was rumored to be cast as Ellie in the Last of Us movie, which is still not happening yet but oh i see <laughs> yeah okay so um no that yeah. would make sense yeah um no she she's known for game of thrones character i start now when i first heard that she's going to be in this i thought first of all game of thrones is very known for killing off their main core characters um, oh right right and I don't know anything about what's happened in Game of Thrones, so... And in this season of Doctor Who, who knows, she could be a companion right. or something. That hasn't been ruled out at this point in the series. Uh, is, that, is that your theory? That is my theory. I think that might happen. Um, I think there's a good chance I'm, of that, because she's a well-known actress. She's a well-known actress, and for a role like this and this episode, it seems like they have a little bit more to give from her um, before she's ultimately, you know, done. 
And from um, the end end of the episode, which we haven't gotten to yet, but <laughs> she she kind of seems like she might be done with Earth, if you know Earth. what I mean. Well, I'm pretty sure, sure she's just stoned or something. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> no, I think she's just you know. Well, we'll we'll talk about that later. I think she's Odin. <laughs> right. No, no. Okay, we're gonna keep going. Um, but they are basically these Vikings prisoners, um, and the only thing that happens is the doctor keeps on saying he's got a plan, he's got a plan to get out of this, but he's not going to tell anybody because in reality he probably doesn't have much of a plan. Um, in his pocket he's got a yo-yo and he's like, keeps on thinking he's going to impress the Vikings with his powerful sunglasses and yo-yo and... (laughs) Whatever he he's grasping at straws, basically. Well, um, he knows it's worked before. He was he was considered the magician in that uh, you know in that castle place in the beginning right. of the season. So, so, so anyways, he's before. he's in you know handcuffs as well as Claire. They're walking through with the village people, and uh, he notices the girl and he looks at her like he knows who she is. But then he talks to Claire about something about a premonition. And what are premonitions other than memories in reverse? So Memories that are happening in the wrong direction or something. Yeah. At this point, you know, I'm also thinking the um, a future companion, but then, I'm, again, I'm also thinking she's the one that's going to die. Right. Uh, with the premonition thing, so, I mean... Which, again, I'm makes thinking, the title spoilery, you know? Yeah, it, it is... A, at that point, you because you, yeah. you're just sitting here watching, waiting. Okay, who's the one? It's either Claire or this girl. Mm-hmm. And when he says premonition, then you're like, ah, I've narrowed it down to this girl. <laughs> um, right. Do you remember what, what was what? What did they keep calling her? Uh, is Shielder? I the think sh- like the Shielder. Yeah. A Shielder. Yeah. A Shielder. A S H I L D R. While he's taken into custody by these guys, he decides his way of getting out of it is by pulling out the yo-yo and saying he's Odin. <laughs> because the great Odin has yo-yo tricks. Right. But, turns out they don't believe him. That is him. not Odin's sign! <laughs> How would you know? you never seen Odin. Um, but, and that's when they do, right? That's when the pale, pale sign of Odin comes th- through the clouds, kind of like Mufasa in Lion King. It's just the guy looks at them and speaks to them through the clouds and says, so I'm going to need... Is, I think this is, once again, an example of Doctor Who, like, trying to explain, you know, legends and, and stuff, like, like, uh... You know, people used to think that there was, you know, Odin and stuff. Oh, well, it was just an alien, you know. <laughs> right. Do- Doctor Who does that kind of explaining away thing a lot. Right. And this Odin guy, he doesn't believe he's Odin from the get-go, but all these, you know, Vikings are ready to believe it. And Odin's promising to take them to Valhalla, of course, the strongest and mightiest of the Vikings, um, because they got testosterone. Oh, sorry, that's later. This Odin kind of reminded me of uh, pretty much a younger version of the Odin in uh, in the Thor movies. Uh, uh, I would say acting-wise, it's nothing alike at all. Not acting, but the way he's looks. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, he's got the metallic uh, eyepiece or whatever. And, right, uh, right. And then the whole Thor-like uh, helmet and everything. Long hair, beard, everything like that, but Viking dark helmet. hair. Dark hair, not like the old white yeah, dark Santa hair Claus. Yeah, dark hair Yeah, instead of the Santa Claus piercing white hair that Odin is often seen as. Obviously, I think that's the first sign that you should probably not believe it's Odin. Um, okay. But they all believe it's Odin, and he starts... Well, wouldn't uh, Odin at some point in history have had darker hair? Well, that would suggest... Uh, I don't know. Was Odin born? <laughs> I think so. I, I think I think, I think uh, uh, Asgardians are, are born, and they just live forever, or for a very, very, very long time, something like that. Right. Um, but Odin sends down his uh, his army or military of what kind of looks like uh, Cybermen who put on a few Actually, pounds. Actually, no, I didn't think they looked like Cybermen. I thought they looked like those rhino things, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They, they, they do. I was just saying they look like Cybermen that put on a few pounds and ate some cheeseburgers, but... <laughs> No, the like the uh, their face and everything is basically oh welding mask. Yeah, welding masks. That what basically looks like these creatures have. Uh, they are there to take the uh, mightiest of the Vikings to Valhalla. Um, and this is when Claire decides to go over to the other girl, uh, Maisie Williams give her part of the sunglasses and think of the word open and what open means and everything. So they're not I'm, broken. I guess not, they but I'm not work. entirely I'm not entirely sure why she was uh doing this uh making her think of the word she was open. No, 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 she was trying to un uh they uh Clara had the uh like handcuffs on and and she was trying to use the sunglasses to un unlock them, I think. Oh, okay. Um, to, so that she could, you know, run away and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but that did not work. No. The uh, cyber fatties um, saw the girl wear the sunglasses and saw that as some kind of... Uh, they were well, they scared. recognized it as technology. They recognized it as technology, I guess. And then so the two girls were sent up to, quote-unquote, Valhalla with the rest of the men. Now, when, once they get up there, it's, they it, you know it's obviously a ship. And uh, one of the Vikings gets through to the next room. Um, and he gets zapped by some space booby trap. <laughs> it's kind of like watching Indiana Jones step on those things and the arrows come out and kill the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, instead of arrows, it was lightning. Or... A form of lightning, I guess, more like lasers. Yeah, just like um, a laser. I think it's just uh, because somehow they got the testosterone, so it's probably some kind of dis disintegrator beam of some kind. Yeah, it's it's like they're playing a game of uh, the weakest link. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> right, or, or something. You know, the the game shows from the future that kill you. Um, so the room that the people are in or starts closing in on itself, kind of like in Star Wars, the uh, the trash compactor. So they're all getting pushed into the room so they can get killed. 
Uh, so Maisie Williams and Clara, they run to the other side to try to get the next door open. Why didn't um, they grab one of those axes or, or swords or whatever? And my <laughs> axe. Um, I don't know what they would plan to do with that. Because the first guy, he pried the door open with his axe, I think. I I guess he kind of did. Yeah. Um, but so they're all about to get shot by the lightning lasers. And, of course, it zooms over to the doctor. And we're thinking, everyone's dead now. They were the girls who died. <laughs> they were the girls. It's plural. Now we're going to talk to the doctor, who... Uh, I don't know if he's like gave up on everything now because he's like I lost somebody that I, you know, love or whatever he said. He's uh, just getting okay. angry. He just got angry. You know how it is. This was really more of a Clara centric episode, uh, so everything that happens with her is like super important. While the Doctor kind of sits in the, you know, the sidelines until more or less the end. Um, but in the ship, it looks like. The uh, the men were killed, but the girls were somehow spared uh, because the Vikings weren't looking for estrogen. <laughs> they were looking for <laughs> testosterone. No. no, it was because they had the technology. <laughs> it's because they had the technology. The sunglasses, um, which fake Odin pointed out, now, I forget why the Odin didn't just kill them right then and there. It's because he does, he's afraid of them. Yeah, like he, he, does, he, he he's unsure. Yeah, he's unsure, you know, who they represent, and if he if he kills them, will he be attacked? And and then Clara kind of, uh, you know, ex- extrapolates on that and makes it into a bigger issue. And then, you know, a shielder comes and messes everything up. A shielder does, yeah, because Clara was going to talk them out of everything, and everything was going to be a-okay. Turns out, you know, Odin's been drinking the testosterone, like, we we find that out in this episode, and uh, Clara was going to pretty much make a deal, just get out of there. Um, But then a shielder, Maisie Williams, says, you want to fight? The Viking that she is. You want a piece of me? I'm a Viking. So... She declares war on these alien people, and of course they accept because they love their war. Um, the doctor finds out that they are like what the most horrible people when it comes to war. Um, They're just like the most well-known, um, well-known uh, warriors, I guess. Yep, they are very well-known warriors. Um, but, of course, Maisie Williams did not know that when she declared war on them. Even though they just killed all of the warriors they had in her town. I don't know if, I don't know if she noticed that (laughs) just before in the last scene. Uh, but they have no more warriors in their town when she declared war. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The guy accepted, and now they're kind of doomed because they're sent back to Earth. Uh, The doctor says, great, Claire, you did what you're supposed to do, and just talk them out of it. And then when she says, but yeah, we're going to have a war with them. But yeah, um, so basically at this point, the doctor has no other choice but to lead these people into 
a war that they cannot win, and he knows they cannot win if they uh, go up against them in a volatile. Right. I mean, they're aliens, and, and these are people. So these are farmers, right? Farmers. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. They're not even warriors. They're 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 going up against these aliens with guns, and the, there's these guys with even even if they were warriors, they would just have swords. There's not much you can do with that. Because the aliens would disintegrate your swords, <laughs> and you'd be screwed. You gotta outsmart them. Um, but this is a interesting scene because the doctor starts talking to a baby. Um, well, actually, interpreting a baby, I should say. Yeah. Have we ever seen him talk baby before? Talk baby? We've or seen interpret him in, baby? We've, yeah, we've seen him interpret baby uh, Stormageddon. Stormageddon. Remember, remember Stormageddon? I might. Craig's baby. Stormageddon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was more of a kind of a little funny thing. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, he that's talks when we baby. First, that's when we first knew that he speaks baby. He talks baby... And apparently the baby kind of speaks Shakespearean almost because it's almost poetic in the way <laughs> that it speaks. Uh, but basically they can sense fear, uh, sense impending doom, that they are frightened and everything. He kind of makes a point that even though they don't fear death, fear uh, death is an honorable action, but a baby can't die with honor. Right. Even so, the doctor's ready to just bolt anyways because he's like, see ya, I know you're going to lose anyways. This is, uh, you guys have no hope. But Clara kind of uh, persuades him otherwise because of the baby. Yeah, so basically, you know, he can't just willingly just leave the baby to, to die in battle. That's, that's, that's not like him. So he has to stay and figure out something. Right. Uh, it's not entirely like him, even though sometimes he does have some questionable characteristics when it comes down to saving people, at least this doctor, sometimes. In the end, he does, you know, what's right. right. So he decides to stick around and ultimately teach the people how to fight, I guess, uh, or how to win a war, but even though he doesn't think anybody's going to win, um, he decides to... give him hope. <laughs> yeah, gives him hope. He starts, you know, nicknaming some of the people there, like, uh, before Lofty. I said hi, hi, Lofty, Heidi, um, I don't remember Chuckles. any of the rest. Was Chuckles one? Yeah, Chuckles, Limpy. Limpy was the one with the, yeah, the, the leg thing. And Heidi, of course. Right. Um, so he's gonna train them for a while there. But he he has a heart to heart there with uh, Maisie Williams who uh, who's getting ready to or practicing rather how to kill the fake Odin. Now, See, now that's weird... a, when I saw that I thought it was weird because who's the fake Odin? Well, at first I I was thinking the Doctor. <laughs> the fake Odin is the Doctor, right? No, <laughs> no, that's the that's the other fake Odin. Right, 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 right. Uh, um. This scene, we notice uh, a weird transition. I think the writers kind of didn't know where to go from there, so they just kind of introduced something that we just accept, which was basically the baby who was crying before had only one place that it would calm down in, and that's apparently in a barn uh, in a vat with some fish. I, I'm not entirely sure how that would calm a baby. Um... <laughs> 
but apparently that's what they needed to get the doctor into to figure out the next step. Well, the baby did. The baby did mention what was it? Uh, fire and fire, water. Fire in the water, which was the eels in the water. Right. The water had some electric eels. Um, so the doctor pointed out that that's the fire in the water that it was talking about. You know, to be honest, when I when they said fire in the water, I thought that is a better title. That yeah, better yeah. Title that is a better title of the episode. Definitely, I would have. Okay, I would have. Part one, fire in the water. I don't know. Is, is that what next week is called? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't looked at next I week yet, it. but I if it, it says fire in the water, then I'd be like, ah, never mind that. Um. <laughs> Well, there you go. But yeah, that would have been a better title. It would have been less spoilery. Yeah. Would have sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, the the anyways, the doctor has uh an idea. Pretty much the idea is just to outsmart these guys when they come to war, but we don't know how that's going to work. It has something to, to do with the eels. That's all we know. Something to do with the eels. That's right. Uh, the okay, eels so are going to get them out of this. If electricity was the issue, couldn't you just use the TARDIS to generate electricity instead the of the TARDIS eels. is way out of, out of the way. He could have gone and grabbed it and brought it back. <laughs> but they wouldn't let him because he was sort of a prisoner. Oh. Yeah, so no luck there. Um, but otherwise, probably that would be a simpler solution, yet this show is nothing uh, when it comes to uh, simplicity. So... <laughs> Especially when part of the episode is written by Stephen Moffat. So, True. So now they're planning this great prank, um, which is ridiculous, and the Doctor obviously knows it's ridiculous, and that's what he's counting on. Um, the cl- Claire is showing one of the uh, farmers how to operate her like iPhone. Um, not entirely sure why at this point. Right. Um, I thought that was a little weird. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if she's just showing him an iPhone and how cool it is, or if there's... That would definitely be against the rules. Yeah, uh, but so (laughs) would uh, the doctor teaching people dude and stuff like that. Right, but he didn't care because he thought he was going to die, so... Oh, okay, so he, you know, he's out out of the (laughs) quick. He's good. So the day has come. The day has come for everybody to die, or else that's what the Vikings... Um, say when they show up. You gotta love when the uh, enemies show up in the village because it's like, I don't know, it reminded me of Power Rangers. Because they had like. <laughs> oh, they, you mean like. They just the all show they, up like. Yeah. Um, they beamed onto the land, and I was like, that's so corny. Yeah, it's like uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> they walk into the barn, um, and everybody's just having a blast. They're just. <laughs> they're just playing. They're they're playing ring around the rosy, and I don't know what they're doing. Um, ring toss. Ring toss. Yep. Yeah. And he said, "We decided we're not gonna fight you guys. That ah, we decided against it. You know, heck, you can scan the room. Nobody's holding any weapons, and you're not gonna just fight any unarmed people, are you? No, 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 no. But you see, is all about outsmarting them because one of the rings that one of the guys was tossing, hits one of uh, Clunker in the head, which pulls a string, which uh, starts the process of the electric eels. And those must be really powerful electric eels, because... And, yeah, okay, first of all, how do you get the... You just... Can you can you force an he, electric eel to turn on? 
Yeah, well, all the guy was doing was clanging the side of the drum, hoping that the electric eels would freak out and that would charge the okay things. But better be careful; yeah. you might turn into electro. Yeah, but he's electrocuting <laughs> a few things, and I guess he he stole one of the wielder's uh, helmet things, which right. he gave to a shielder who was a storyteller. Well, the the electricity like kind of it knocked their helmets off, didn't it, or something? It didn't knock them off. It w- used a big magnet to suck them off. Oh, okay. And then it fell down. He caught one, and he gave it to Maisie Williams, who is a storyteller. So, right. uh, apparent. So basically, the Odin and his people are big on technology and using it to their advantage. Um, so the doctor figured that out, and so the storyteller or a shielder or Maisie Williams or whatever created this image in their brains of a big giant CGI snake that was attacking everyone which so I'm guessing sang- I'm guessing the 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 like the little like the helmets and the goggles thing that that the Odin guy was wearing are probably some kind of augmented reality screen it's gotta be, but then again, he's only wearing it on one eye. How is one eye seeing the fake snake? <laughs> True, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we learn that Odin's people, they just run away scared, and we learn that this was all a sham because she was just creating this image through her brain, through the technology, uh, which traps Odin with them. And all the doctor really says is, hey, I'm going to send this video viral through YouTube or whatever of you acting like an absolute sissy, which is going <laughs> to kill your reputation. Um, so you can either just run away or we can show all your friends this uh, hilarious video um, to which, you know, he eventually runs away. Um, and they, you know, they win the whole quote-unquote, war. Uh, but that's when we learn who the girl who died is. Because um, the storyteller, Maisie Williams, that took a lot out of her, you know? She was wearing this mm-hmm. big old mask. Uh, who knows how much technology or anything was in it that was reading her, you know, brain waves or whatever, and it, it just it killed her to do it. And she became the girl who died and obviously the doctor felt horrible about it um so he went to uh you know pout as the doctor does sometimes so claire goes in to talk to the doctor and then the doctor's saying you know i'm the doctor i should be able to do whatever i want to do no, i he can said, he- he says, I, I, am, I, I can do whatever I want. But he but can't. I'm, I'm not, be, there's not rules. To, yeah. There's rules. They'll create uh, riptides and tidal waves and blah, blah, blah. So he's not allowed to do anything. Uh, but that's when he starts to get a little recollection in his brain. Just a little bit. Because just before that, he was looking in that vat of water where the electric eels are. And he was looking at his reflection and everything. But the last time we saw him looking in his reflection like that was in the first episode of last season. Um, mm-hmm. 
when he was trying to figure out who he was and why he had this face, why it chose that for him, why have, why has he seen it before? And this was something we were talking about last podcast episode. Um, yeah. Was who is the doctor, where is his face coming from? And we obviously know where it came from, which was the fires of Pompeii. Um, right. And that's it's kind of delved into that just a little bit. Just a little bit at this point. He had some flashbacks of David Tennant, you know, and uh, Catherine Tate. Um, and here's the thing. When I saw... Cause I think, I think uh, uh, Donna was the first thing they showed, right? Right. And... And when I saw Donna, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be—he's gonna—it's gonna be Jenny or something." Because <laughs> you're, so you're still you know? on Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still—I'm still on that. But then yeah. you know, no, right after he, that, he's kind of remembering just a little bit where he—he he knows where the face came from. But that's all it's really telling you. All it's saying is he remembers uh, his face from the fires of Pompeii, and that just uh, tells him to remember that he is the doctor, that he saves people, and he doesn't care whoever's out there that thinks there's something wrong with that. Um, so he decides to save the girl anyways. So what does he do? He gets this thing. What was it? it, was like a, it I think it was a, a like a medical patch of some kind that comes from the Odin... whatever they are called. The actual... I don't know what the aliens were called, but... Yeah, it was the Meyer. Meyer, I think Maya. Um. Oh yeah, Maya. It's spelled M I R E on on Tardis Wikia. But okay. But it's yeah, this Maya. little cube type thing that he puts on the top of the dead girl's head. It kind of just sinks right in. He said he reprogrammed it for humans, and it, it brings her back to life. He also gives her another one to give to somebody else that she cares deeply about because ultimately what this thing does is it brings her back from the brink of death but it also keeps her alive forever the people who are surrounding her corpse basically said what where, where are you going she's probably going to want to thank you and he said no not yet she has plenty of time to thank me and that's another part where i'm thinking she yeah. could be a companion still yeah. She's got plenty of time to thank him. Extra piece he gave her was for like a boyfriend or something that she would Any, anybody stick she forever. doesn't want to lose, basically. Because yeah, living a life forever is it's so, not it's, it, it's it, a punishment, basically. Tardis Wikia mentions that that's uh, that she is in some ways similar to Captain Jack. Uh, I don't know. So do you think she's going to die and come back, or do you think she's more like a vampire and just immortal? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did you did you notice the doctor used the phrase reverse the polarity of the neutron flow? No. <laughs> That's a uh, a very common catchphrase in the classic Doctor Who shows. Okay. Especially especially with the third doctor, so I thought that was funny. Uh, I'm just looking at the TARDIS wiki uh, notes here. Right. And, anyway... Um, yeah, so, basically, she's immortal in one way or other, and this is, this is kind of weird, because this is how the episode ends. It doesn't feel like a cliffhanger or anything, but it's still a one-part, or two-parter. Um, mm -hmm. it ends with kind of a glimpse of where, uh, Maisie Williams is 
in her own. The shows are kind of like just kind of like staying the same throughout the ages, basically. Is that what it's doing, or is it just showing I, what's going on in her head right now? That's to me. To me, that's what I'm thinking. It's it's showing because remember earlier in the episode she said that. Uh, she doesn't want to go with the doctor because she wants to stay. She likes where she lives. She likes the likes the view, you know. She likes to uh, watch the stars and the mountains and the sky and stuff like that. And but the thing is, if you do that for so long, eventually you're gonna get tired of it. And I think that's what this was showing. Okay, so maybe because, so. Because maybe it showed so. her looking at the mountains and the stars and stuff, but it, it showed them moving really fast. When I was thinking that was time passing. It could be and time she, eventually passing. Eventually, she was getting tired of it. Yeah, but it also said to be continued at the end. So, what in the world does that even mean? The, didn't the doctor say something about? Uh, it sounded like I forget exactly what he said. It sounded like he he was gonna check up on her, you know, later on. Uh, it's possible. Be there I was, know. There was one one word he. Hold on, let me look it up. Okay. Are you still there? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so he says time will tell, it always does. Because he says he thinks it's possible you made a big mistake, and then he says time will tell, it always does. So that to okay. me sounds like he's going to, you know, go forward in time and see see how that, what he's done has affected her. That's mm -hmm. what I think. Um, based on what he said. So I guess that would explain the next episode's title. Is it a spoiler? Probably no, not. no, I don't think so. It it it's it sounds cool with the this episode though. Okay. Um, the next episode is called "The Woman Who Lived." Ah. Uh, <laughs> yep, girl who died and the woman who lived. So Interesting that, that, they say, that they say girl in the first one and woman in the second one, so she's grown up a bit. Maybe she has, but that would suggest that Maisie Williams may be done. I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, grown up, uh, like uh, mature, like at maturity. Yeah, maturity. That was the end of that episode. It's a couple of cool moments. Obviously, Stephen Moffat only had a couple of things to say about the last ten minutes. <laughs> I think the rest of it. Well, was no, I don't think it was just that. I think he was in there throughout. You know, like in the in the moments where uh, where she was talking about. Like, I think it's connected with the very ending there, like, with her going th through that passage of time, I think, what she was talking about earlier in the episode was connected with that, so I think Stephen Moffat's probably connected with that, and connected with the face thing, and, uh, the just, just a, a few things here and there sprinkled throughout. I thought it was pretty awesome to see more David Tennant. Um, <laughs> he was, he was there earlier in the season, too. Um... Clips, what? clips of him in the uh, Scarrow. Yep. There's. Oh yeah, that's right. On the screens in the in the yep. in in so, uh, yeah. There's even more of David Tennant in this episode, <laughs> <laughs> though very little I must say of Matt Smith. <laughs> um, no, no Matt Smith was there. No, no Matt Smith at all so far. Um. I guess everybody's favorite still remains to be David Tennant. Uh, well, you know, Matt Smith was in the last season. But I do find it interesting that they had Catherine Tate in there. Um, yeah, that was, that was cool. Instead of any of the other... 
Companions. Well, she was they... the one that, that was there in the Pompeii episode. Right, that's true. Um, I, I guess so. Anyways, uh, yeah, that had some interesting aspects in the end there. Not sure where they're going to take it for the next episode. Um, yeah, if you read if you read both of those episode titles ahead of time, though, that would have spoiled you. Quite I possibly, think. yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, they, they can and do play around with words for the titles, just so they sound right. cool together. And they could have very little to do with each other. The girls who died could be very different than the woman who lived. Like say, could be, if, but but if, I mean the fact that there's a two bar, a two parter like that, it seems to suggest it to me. I mean, you sit there, you're you're just assuming, say Clara dies, right? The woman who lived. What if that's not Clara? What if that's somebody else taking her place? You know, um, so it could really it could be a bunch of different things. But in this case. I'm safely assuming that it's Maisie Williams. <laughs> Pretty good episode, though. Um, yeah, I really, I was, I was kind of like going oh! when he was looking in the reflection and remembering the Pompeii stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the last ten minutes were definitely really good. I think the rest of the episode, you know, it was okay. Um, definitely really cool when. You look at it from the last ten minutes. I but, thought it. I thought it was yeah. solid. Uh, I I really liked the the thing where they just show where the enemies showed up and it's just like a party going on. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I decided not to fight you guys. You know. <laughs> you I thought just... for a minute that they might have actually decided to just you know play it cool like that and maybe like trick them like psychologically or something. Uh, <laughs> no, no go there. No, they played a little bit of science that time. And just kind of just fought them off with their wits and their wills. Um, but yep, yeah, next episode is The Woman Who Live. Yeah, do you have anything else to add? Because I don't... Nope. <laughs> um, That's it. It's pretty simple. You know, we I think we got through what we had to say throughout the episode description and everything. So, um, what happens. Right, and as always, you guys, you can watch us. Not you can't watch us. You can listen to us. Um, you can try to watch us. You'll fail. You can watch the little um, progress bar play while we. <laughs> it's not going to be very exciting to do that. You can though. watch watch the uh, episode poster. Yeah, yeah, it does not move at all. All right, so. <laughs> We are on Potomatic. We are also on DaveExaminesTV.wordpress.com. You can find us on Stitcher as well. Uh, even on Twitter, they say. We're everywhere. Just Google us. We're on iTunes. Um, <laughs> just, just search smaller on the outside. You can find us. Uh, third-party podcast players, they work as well. Um, shout us. Uh, give us a shout-out. Comment on our stuff. We may respond in the next episode. Uh, and of course, follow our podcast as well. We'll see you next week. My name is Dave, and I was the Time Lord this evening. My name is Andy. Who is the companion? Uh, that's it. Well, see you next time. Peace out. Peace out.